Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Daddy Junior, this is your wife speaking. Get to the pickup and plug in your cellular phone. Them city councilors in Aurora, Colorado have been calling and calling and calling down here to the double wide. They need your help. Now I know they all prayed at you when they got up this morning, and they prayed at you some more every dang time they sat down to food. And they prayed about the Broncos, and about keeping them Colorado stoners from turning gay. But they need your help running the city. Every single time they have a council meeting, they need to get a hold of you, but quick. Right after they punch in on the clock, they have to talk to you. Not a one of them can get a lick of work done until they do. Them city councilors need to know which ones are the snow routes to plow so then their ambulances can get all the people you let get hurt to them doctors. If and you aren't going to make them more blood the way you made that noisy lady more spaghetti that time, them ambulances just got to get through. Now, this last thing is important, Dada Junior. Here's what them their elected officials forgot to tell you. When you're playing around with them cars, crashing them together, which I know you love to do, never, ever, ever crash them into them lycra folks what ride those fancy bicycles. Now skin that catfish and get on home. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at this is episode 132. The big fucking grumpy episode. That's what this is. <laughs> the grumpy this is dumpling the episode. Fucking Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> episode yeah. of cognitive Fucking, dissonance i'm just putting the fire out with my cognitive dissonance beer right now so and that is that is the beer that we brewed while we were uh slogging our way through an eggnog tasting yeah yeah half of that day was worthwhile <laughs> and it was not the eggnog tasting yeah we got a we got a, a beer out of the whole thing things right. and it's very tasty it's actually a quite a good beer so i'm gonna enjoy that while you uh while you tell people about stuff and i'm just gonna laugh just gonna sit back and just like hey he's doing that look at him look at that guy go he's going look at him go oh, he can you make it on his go. own <laughs> you just let him go i wouldn't want to step in there and ruin his day by the way before we get into the stories we wanted to mention that we're in the stitcher awards this year so if you're following us on a social media uh, be that Twitter or Facebook or even Google Plus. I posted it to Google Plus today. 
And then, like people are like, I don't use Facebook. I know. It's like, well, you basically posted it to the contrarian page. Yeah, right. right. Like, <laughs> that's to what, the, and, I, and I get it. Like, I it's get cool. it too. You know, it's cool. I get it too. The thing is, is we are currently in the running in the society and culture portion of the Stitcher Awards for best podcast in society and culture. And right now we're going up against, what was it, Tom? We figured it out. Every single one of them, except for Dan Carlin, is a published like radio, either by public radio or like a major radio station puts this thing out. Um, you know, so we are the little fish that could here. Uh, is that what it is? Little is there fish a little that fish that could? Because I fucking I want to watch that show. Like I the think little it's probably there's a little fish that could. I don't what know. is the little fish trying to do? Like he's it's trying like, to swim up a fucking waterfall. What the fuck? <laughs> this is like he's a the, bear. This is try, the yeah, perfect like analogy. A bear there, and he's like right. he's got to swim past the swiping hands and go mate and die. That's what the little fish that could is going to do. In any case, we <laughs> are the, the little guy. What right is it? Little little <laughs> thing that could. The whatcham who's it that could. <laughs> Um, we just, you know, the thing is, is we're up against these huge shows. So the only way to gain ground on those shows is for people to vote every day. And I know people are going to be like, fucking, who fucking cares that you're in the studio? We care. Like, that's the thing. The guys who make the podcast care. So we care that we're in the Stitcher Awards. So that answers your first question. Um, so what we would love for you to do is if you have a Facebook account, uh, go and go to our page, dissonancepod.com. This is episode 132. Go to episode 132, and there is a link to this Stitcher Awards there. Click on it, and it'll take you to the Stitcher Awards. We're the second to last category, Society and Culture is at the bottom. Understand, too, that Skeptoid is on here under Best Science and Medicine. Skeptoid's also on there under Best Educational and Learning. Um, Radio Lab, which I'm a huge fan of, oh, is on there a Radio couple Lab. times. Yeah. And but they don't need my fucking vote. They probably don't right. need yours. But Skeptic's <laughs> Guide to the Universe as well is under as under most original show. All of those podcasts are, you know, they're done by independent people. I mean, we're just independent people. We're not, we don't have Kevin Smith's money backing us or NPR's, you know, reach. We just we're just people. We're just a couple of dudes that record in their houses. And it would be awesome if we could compete with them. The only way that's going to happen is if you vote early and vote often. And uh, we're hoping that you vote for us. We're actually going to do a little incentive here, uh, Tom, just to make sure that people do get out there and vote. The first incentive is if we win, we will do four extra episodes in a two-month time. So that means that in is two months- Is that an months, incentive or a punishment? It's a punishment. I think actually we're, we're actually, yeah, we're punishing these people for doing it. <laughs> but we will do four extra episodes if we win in a two-month time span. So that would mean there'd be six episodes a month instead of the normal four, which is monthly. We, we normally do about four a month. Depending on the month, we would do two extra per month. I don't know if that's incentive to make you vote. Here's another incentive to make you vote. If you vote, take a screen capture of it with the date. So you would have to screen capture it. When you vote, it says you voted for cognitive dissonance as best society and culture. Remember to vote once a day and make sure to share with your friends. And there's a share your vote on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. If you take a screenshot of that page or you take a screenshot of you sharing it on Facebook and Twitter and send it to us, you have to put under the title, you have to put Stitcher Awards. Two words, Stitcher Awards. <laughs> so what do we I put the title? I am going to run a, I got to run a, a Gmail like fucking 
thing on it. So it actually like a filter on it. So it actually finds these and puts them in a box. It's going to put them all separately. So we're going to have a bunch of these screenshots. If you vote every day, you get to send us one every day. Awesome. At the end of the thing, whether we win or lose, we're going to be giving t-shirts to people who voted. So if you want a t-shirt, two t-shirts, we're going to give two out. Send us, send us a picture of you voting. You enter the contest. Send us a picture every day. You enter the contest every day. You get a chance to win a Cognitive Dissonance t-shirt. I'm gonna, we're going to give out two randomly selected from the people who voted. So more you vote, the better chance you get. So send us the screenshots to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. The title has to be Stitcher Awards. Now, it can be in all caps, not caps, whatever. I, think, I don't think it's going to matter. Cap, I don't think caps is sensitive, but Stitcher Space Awards has to be the title of the email, and you will be entered into a contest to win a shirt, and we will hopefully motivate you this way to vote for us. <laughs> we are shamelessly willing to trade money at this point for votes. I would, I mean, fucking, we got to call up like, uh, like daily. In well, I was going to say, this, to is, this, out. this is a very Chicago <laughs> sort of a strategy. <laughs> it is. You know, it is. this is this is electioneering at its finest. I feel, yeah, uh, I feel quite at home with this system. This, this is how this they do it right. around here. Forget this, about it, huh? So when we when we uh, randomly select them, CSON, we didn't talk about this yet, but um, does that mean we get to spend the, uh, our cognitive dissonance funds? On one of those ping pong air machines like they have for the lotto. <laughs> yes. Because I want one. I don't know why I want one, but I really, really want one of those I want to dip my balls in it. <laughs> <laughs> because if I had that, every decision in my household would be made by randomizing oh, a series yeah. of that ping pong awesome. balls. That would be awesome. Yeah. Back, Where are we, we going? We're pizza? going to B21 tonight for dinner, honey. <laughs> B21. <laughs> what do we get on the pizza? Uh, first one is, oh, anchovies and... <laughs> Pineapple. Okay. Ugh. Not a winner. Not no. a winner, but uh, the balls don't lie. So there we go. <laughs> and what to drink? Ooh, eggnog. Ooh, oh, that's it's always good. coming up with that egg. Who put the eggnog ball in there? <laughs> balls. Right? <laughs> Somebody's stacking the deck against us. You know, it was funny because in our email, Cecil, somebody suggested that we uh, drink horchata instead of eggnog, like as a yeah. tasty alternative. And I'm like, well, I mean, I like horchata. Horchata's good. It tastes like horchata. cereal milk. Right. It's awesome. It's I think it's delicious. I think it's stupid delicious. It's frightening how fast I can drink horchata too. Like if they get like one of the big like 32 ounce styrofoam cups of horchata that's like a fragajillion calories of horchata. I know so right? much. It's <laughs> like what it tastes like to me is if you took like um like a cookie crisp, vanilla right? cookie crisp. I know. Ate all the cereal out of it. And then you just had like the cookie crisp or like cinnamon toast crunch or something. Right. And then like that's what's left over is this is the milk in the bowl after cinnamon toast crunch. You know, non-Americans are sitting there like with their fucking health cereals. Like this is why America's fat. Like you have described two cereals. The first one is cookie crisp. <laughs> you know is- what you got to do <laughs> is you have to use that as the milk on the cereal. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking horchata milk would be the greatest thing you ever. Would be, you would maybe like enriching plutonium. <laughs> oh my god! That's crossing the streams, man. That I really don't know is. if you can do that. That'd be Holy like shit. I mean, you open up a fucking rift to another dimension. <laughs> god damn, that sounds. Oh, you know what? Horchata fucking ice cream would be rock solid. 
Yeah, that would be very good. I don't know why we're talking about Horton. Now I really want horchata. <laughs> Fuck the show. Let's dish this thing and get some tacos and horchata. Allah Akbar, Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah who Akbar, just little Allah. Thank you, Chicago. So our first story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Woman charged with blasphemy in revenge for refusing arranged marriage. But Cecil, it gets kind of weirder from there. Um, she is really charged with blasphemy for criticizing the blasphemy laws. That's blasphemy, right? right. Don't like blasphemy? That's a blasphemy. What isn't? Okay, let's hold on. I've got to get the definition of blasphemy up. The act or offense of speaking sacrilegiously about God or sacred things. So saying that you don't like blasphemy is say, is blaspheming, I guess, because you're saying you don't like sacred yeah, things. Uh, fuck. That is like the most <laughs> overreaching. So there's, 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 but there's no way to protest it. Right. Like what are you supposed like to say? The moment there's a blasphemy law, you're fucked because right. you can never, ever, ever, ever protest it. You can't even you you if you brought it up as like, you know, as a senator, let's say uh, in their culture and like in their uh, prime minister or whatever they have, you know, like one of those people who is going to make a law. Right. Um, you bring it up. You could get blasphemy charged. And it is noted in the article at the bottom, blasphemy convictions in Pakistan can mean a death sentence. You can fucking kill your lawmaker. You, you can't even protest your own conviction without it being blasphemous. Right? <laughs> like, if somebody arrested you on charges of blasphemy, you'd have to agree with it. Yeah. In order to not continue to blaspheme. Like, especially if you have a religious court, like if you have like a, like, like one of these crazy courts, like the fucking kangaroo courts in Saudi Arabia, right? Where it's just like the fucking point, you know, the laws are made up and the points don't matter. And like you get the fucking high <laughs> priest of voodoo or whatever, who's making the decisions about which body parts are going to get cut off this week, you know, and that person is like, well, according to the Quran, you're fucked. And you're like, I disagree. Well, uh -oh. now okay, fine. That's a fucking. <laughs> yeah. Now you're double fucked. You want to continue yeah. to disagree? Because we'll fuck you every way you can be fucked. It's like it's like uh, whatever his name is. I want to say his name was Bender from uh, from Breakfast Club, and he's like he's like that's another detention. He's like so that's another detention. So that's another detention. <laughs> You know, and then the, the other party in this story decides that she doesn't want to get married. Like, her fucking family sets up an arranged marriage, and she's like, ah, I don't like that. I'd rather not be married to that person. Like, ah, it's blasphemy. Like, no, that's decision-making. Like, yeah, if, but you're no, but you, no, it is. It's it's blasphemy, though, because you're, you're speaking sacrilegiously about God or sacred things. And to them, the, you know, the fucking roulette wheel of marriage is fucking perfectly right. fine they're just like oh well, we, we like that and god likes it and god doesn't like you in the name of jesus we speak that Yo 
story comes from ABC News. Amish girl with leukemia and her family flee the U.S. to avoid chemotherapy. Um, a 10-year-old Amish girl with leukemia, uh, it's pretty much what it sounds like, they fucking left the country to seek alternatives to chemotherapy. The alternatives are fucking herbs and spices. <laughs> it's a secret blend, though. It's a secret so. blend. <laughs> It's, you know, the problem is that they're not allowed, the Amish are, you know, they don't allow themselves a lot of stuff, right? So right. they're not allowed the Colonel's chicken. No, you so, can't get the Colonel's chicken. And they're, and they're very worried because they'll never know, you know, they can't even start to be like, piece it out. Like, is there oregano? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell what the And si- they're really angry because they're allowed to have buckets, just no chicken. Yeah, and what's the point of a bucket if you're not yeah, filling it with fried chicken? If you can't fill it with chicken, then there's no point of owning a bucket. I actually don't understand why you would have a bucket if it doesn't involve fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck would you do in this nothing. day and age? You would do nothing with it. With a fill bucket. it with ranch dressing. That's the only <laughs> other like, thing you would do with it. Like a bucket? Like, does it have a straw in it? Is yeah. it full of horchata? <laughs> Is it full of horchata? I'm going to dunk my face in it. Because if it's not, I have no fucking interest in your yeah. bucket. You know, the thing that, that weirds me out about this is if they're fleeing, can't you just drive up and catch them in their buggy? Right, yeah, I mean, like, I, how fast can you flee? I'm no kidding, right? Like, go on Dancer, on Dasher, on, like, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they had Rudolph with them, then they're <laughs> fucked. Then, and then you better call air traffic control. But other than that, it's, it's uh, a fucking, it's a buggy, my friend. Plus, the news is reporting that they're leaving. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, all points bulletin. Be on the lookout for a buggy. Yeah. That's real easy. It's a lot easier than saying all points bulletin. Be on the lookout for a Camry. <laughs> We're looking for a gunmetal gray Camry. Fuck. We'll never find it. We will <laughs> Fuck. fucking never <laughs> find well, it. Yeah, just fucking let that Amber Alert go, man. Yeah, just fucking yeah. see. I'll fucking have another kid. What are you going to yeah. do? That's, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. That's impossible. Yeah, but, you know, and where are you going to flee that is um, like a better safe haven for the Amish than America? Like what country are you going to go to as an Amish person? Be like, whoa, we fled the religious persecution of America where the Amish are the I don't even think there's Amish anywhere else. Like, no I matter don't think where you go in the world, everybody's going to know you're American because you're dressed like Abe Lincoln. I know. <laughs> like, let's make an honest Abe. You know they have their own language? No, they do. No, they, they don't. Do. They do. No, well, they it, it, yes, don't. Yes, like it's like a, it's, it's not a language so much as it's a dialect. It's like a, they like glued together like some Dutch and some English and some, yeah, it's like fucking parcel tongue, dude. It's crazy. Like, they can speak to <laughs> You can speak to snakes with that shit. Oh, that's good stuff. We read a little bit about the Amish earlier, and they said that they can't have, like, alternating current, but they can have, like, 12-volt car batteries, I guess? Well, it's good. That makes sense, because uh, direct current is more dangerous than alternating current. So if you're going to have something... sure. You want to make sure you have the more dangerous. They can't. They, they can't even come one. close to a Tesla coil. Like yeah. they cannot even come near a Tesla coil. Right. They like have a fucking Van de Graaff generator in the barn. Like with their hair is fucking standing on edge. Yeah. Like, whoa, look at me! It's like every day is the Museum <laughs> of Science and Industry when you go visit the Amish. It's yeah, awesome. Because they have blacksmiths. Are you kidding me? <laughs> View the wonders of static electricity. We don't know how this works. It's probably the devil. I I, I love a people who purposely regress themselves 
and and call that a viable lifestyle, right? Like the Amish, I think, are the most ridiculous of like all the men and all of those fucking idiots, like all the non-zippers. <laughs> idiots, listen to you. <laughs> I, I you I, are surly tonight, you, my friend. <laughs> you are just a surly individual. I had a beer to cut temper my fucking uh, well, anger. You fucking need to get bar. one. I need to get one. That's why Jeez. we take a break halfway through this show. So this girl Cecil has. Uh, she has leukemia, and leukemia is like one of the, like, oh shit, I have cancer, but it's leukemia, so you'll probably be okay, cancers. It's not like pancreatic cancer, right? Where it's like, mm, you may as well just have the colonel's chicken, you yeah. know? Because that's called the last <laughs> meal. It's, it's a bad deal. It's just like a fucking raw-ass deal. But like the 10-year-old, so she's got she's got leukemia. It's sad. It sucks. You know, nobody wants a 10-year-old girl. She's got to have tumors leukemia. and shit. She's I mean, she's not, it's not like fucking, it's like she's not well. Yeah. Yeah. She's not well. But the solution is not to like go rub some fucking ginseng on her. Like, that's not the fucking solution. When you have to flee, like just like run away. I don't even understand how anybody figured out that this girl from this Amish culture even has. I well, mean, they took her to a doctor when she was like all fucked up, and they're like, "We're gonna have to." Did that though, isn't well, it? Well, they're like, "We're gonna have to like work on her," and they're like, "No, we're gonna do a." They say here specifically, I'm quote the person, the the father said, "Our belief is in the natural stuff we do, just as much as the stuff it, if it's God's will." What does that even mean? Our belief is in the natural stuff we do, just as much as that stuff, if it is God's will. I don't know. That's. I can't make sense of that. But in any case, that's what he said. So I, you know, when you look at that, just cut off everything but God's will at the end. And that'll tell right. you exactly what's happening exactly. here is they think that this is God's will. And we talked about it before. You and I, we had this conversation where we said, look, we can't put ourselves in the position where we think I would be willing to neglect a loved one's health because I think that a God would want them to die. But other people can get there, and we've had it explained to us many different ways that there's a way to get there, and I think that that's just the mindset that these people are in. They're like, they think that this is, uh, this is, you know, God's will, and it's 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 okay that they're gonna if they if they lose the child, they're gonna be okay with it if they didn't do anything about it. They're gonna sleep just fine. I don't oh. think that they should, but they're gonna sleep just fine. Yeah, I mean, those raise a barn in morning and call it a night, right? Sure. I mean Fuck it. It's they'll shit out another kid. They got a million of them anyhow. A fucking bunch of goofy ass people with bad teeth wandering the hills of Pennsylvania. The the, the <laughs> you crazy, really got a hate on. I these don't Amish. like the Amish, man. I think it's fucking lunatic. It, it'd be like if all of a sudden somebody was like, "Yeah, for religious purposes, I'm gonna live like a Paleolithic person, <laughs> and all of my friends and family." are going to fucking run around and pretend we're fucking cave people. And we're going to fucking drink water straight from creeks and get dysentery and fucking poop a lot. And we're just going to throw spears at fucking deer in the woods. I and mean, like, cars, right? Yeah, Cause cars. Because you don't recognize them. You wouldn't recognize them as we're a gonna thing. We're going to ook and ock at things, and we're going we're gonna to barely start fire that we can't control. I mean, it's just like, why would you do that? It And, and the fact that, you know, the thing that, that kind of irks me is they take this girl to the doctor and the doctor's like, here, you should take fucking chemotherapy. And then they start her on the chemotherapy and she gets sick because chemotherapy, like it has fucking side effects. There's a lot of side right. effects. Some of which suck real bad. Like I'm not downplaying that. And then that's why they bail on it. 
they bail on it and they're like, oh, we're going to go back to the fucking Colonel's secret recipe instead. Well, you fucking already took her to the hospital in the first place. So you already recognize the value of Western medicine. What you're doing, and this is what I think irks me so much, is what they're doing is they're creating a safe place where everybody around them forms a technological and social safety net so that they can play their fucking costume bullshit games within their little farming communities, knowing full well that if shit goes south, they can run over to the, to the hospital that they've got nothing to do with, that they're not a part of the society, that they criticize the society, that they remain outside of that society, and yet they'll take advantage of everything that society has to offer, be it cars or Western medicine or whatever. You know, when it suits their fucking purposes, they treat the they treat the the larger world like a, an incon like, like a convenience that they still thumb their fucking nose at. You know what I mean? It's like having a fucking wealthy neighbor that you fucking hate who loans you money to fix your car, and you're still like, I fucking still hate them. It's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> Stay poor and stupid then. <laughs> I'm Raymond Massey, and I have a special message for senior citizens. Today's doctors, drugs, and medical devices truly work medical miracles for young and old alike. But there are some as phony as a $3 bill. Investigate before you invest in health services or products. Help stamp out quackery. So this story comes from Siddle Today. St. Louis Today? Post St. Louis Post Dispatch. Four babies hemorrhage after parents refuse vitamin K shot. A practice on the rise. Well, that's a terrible practice to have on the rise. <laughs> like that should be a practice <laughs> that is not on the rise. Sure. <laughs> but at least they're on the know, decline right? is what you'd like to hear. A, a practice which is marginalized. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> or lunatics, and they're they're refusing the vitamin K shot. Um, toxicity? They're just toxic. It's just yeah. Toxins. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's toxic toxins in the toxics. Yeah, that's what people don't know is that the shot is actually administered. Um, and this is, I mean, this is legitimate. I've got a son. I was at the hospital. I remember this shot is administered by rattlesnakes. So they basically just make rattlesnakes bite infants like in the face and that's why <laughs> <It> just <laughs> that's why either they, they like, scrawl like a k on the side <laughs> of them, and they just like hold the rattlesnake by its face do a search though do a search though for vitamin k shot for newborns and the first thing that comes up is uh mercola.com the high risks of vitamin k shot right. for your newborn baby you know that's a natural that's that joseph mercola that's a natural news site crap garbage and that's the guy who's going to try to tell you that it's not safe to, you know, what a fucking degenerate you are to because, you know, he, you know, the guy's got to be he's trying to build your trust in some way so he can sell you something. Right. I mean, let me click on the fucking link and see if there's any fucking ads on the fucking page. Right. Let me see if anything on here is. Oh, shit. There's three fucking ads on the page. What do you know? Right. You know, no he's just kidding. trying to get he's just trying to get fucking ad revenue. You know what I mean? Or he's trying to get you to buy. I mean, call toll free. What am I calling toll free for free shipping? What for? You know what I mean? Like it's a fucking sales site. You're going to get your information from a sales site. Yep. You know, you might want to go to the government. 
you know, which is regulated. You might want to go there and just be like, hey, what does the CDC have to say or whatever, whoever, whatever group you want to go find. Science-based medicine is the fifth link down. Oh the my third God. link down is skip the vitamin K shot. The healthyhomeeconomist.com. The third link down on Google. The healthy home economist. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm going to get my fucking advice from, not exactly. from my goddamn doctor who's like, the kids should have a fucking vitamin K shot. And because the they harm? hemorrhage if they don't. Right. Well, the, the, the harm is, is that they, they believe that giving a child, a, a baby, some sort of shot that early is going to fucking throw them all out of whack and make them all crazy and kooky and make their head all fucking pointy or something. Whatever it is <laughs> that's going to happen to the baby, they're all fucking worried about it. Because really, you know, it's a, it's a delicate little thing. And when it's born and it looks okay, I mean, it, it comes out. It's a little squished, right? The head, especially if you did the whole natural <laughs> right, thing where right. the fucking, it's a pincher sort of squeeze the head and it's like lizard looking or whatever. <laughs> but they got the baby and it's relatively okay. There's nothing major wrong right. with it. You pick it up. You're like, hey, there's fucking color in it. It cries. It shits. It eats. It does all the things that a baby does. It looks fine. So when you say, well, we want to give it this vitamin K shot, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Baby's fine. Baby's fine. What are you doing? And you'd be like, well, it's to prevent something which happens they say it was like the percentage in here. I forget. I, I forget exactly what it was. It was like one up to 1.7% of all births. And, you know, that's, that's an, not an inconsiderable number. You sure. Know? Right. Uh, a newborn not getting the injection is 81 times more likely to get the late form of the disorder than a baby who gets the shot, according to the CDC. So 81 times more likely is a bad thing. Yeah, when you say you it know? like that, it sounds high. So, but, but you're holding it and it looks fine. It's like, oh, it's fine. It's fucking, it's wrapped in its little fucking snuggly little fucking blanket that they wrap the baby. What do they call that? Swaddle the shit out of that little thing. <laughs> and they're just like, they're you like, be hey, the it's best OB. You're the fucking I best be, bedside manner. I would fucking manner. tie that baby up like a fucking little tote bag. Let me tell you. <laughs> but no, like, it, you know, it's like swaddled and you're holding it and you're like, hey, look at me. I got a baby and it's fine. So you don't want to fucking get the shot. And I can understand these people are like, well, it doesn't seem like it's going to hurt it. Nothing. It doesn't look like it's going to hurt it. Well, you know what? There are some things that you just can't prevent as a parent. You know, hugging it is not going to stop it from getting the measles. Loving it is not going to stop it from getting this, this problem with the hemorrhaging. It doesn't have a lot of vitamin K in it. Vitamin K is going to help it. What's the fucking big deal? And, you know, I think I think the problem is, is that Google is just fucking sorting shit for people and people are going like, you like fucking uh, like McCarthy yeah, said, yep. go to the University of Google. Well, the University <laughs> of Google is for fucking dummies is what it is, because it, if you can't if you can't vet the information you see in those first four fucking things, all of them are equal value. So I asked that boy, I said, listen, he was out there a while ago. I said, are y'all dating? He had his little girl with him, you know. I said, y'all dating or are you married? He said, well, we're dating. I said, well, son, I'm going to give you some river rat counseling here. Make sure that she can cook a meal. You need to eat some meals that she cooks. Check that out. Make sure she carries her Bible. Got to save you a lot of trouble down the road. And if she picks your ducks, now that's a woman. <laughs> they got to where they're getting hard to find. Mainly because these boys are waiting till they get to be about 20 years old before they marry them. Look, 
You wait till they get to be 20 years old, the only picking that's going to take place is your pocket. <laughs> you got to marry these girls when they're about 15 or 16, they'll pick you up. You need to check with mom and dad about that, of course. <laughs> so, Cecil, we, we took something of a beating uh, over our discussion of uh, the Duck Dynasty dude. Um, but he's back, so we're fucking back, because... I don't give no fucks. This is from the Raw story. Duck Dynasty star. Girls should carry a Bible, cook, and marry when they are 15. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm glad he's not saying anything crazy. That would be nuts to hear (laughs) if he was saying anything crazy. It's just so amazing that somebody could say something so crazy and look so nice. I mean, the the, the camo and the long, crazy fucking gnarled (laughs) beard doesn't make you crazy enough. You got to say, and you have a goddamn deer head right next to you the entire time you're talking. This weird, like creepy taxidermy. That's like, right. Basically giving you a kiss. It's that I bring now. I don't fucking bag on that. God damn it. I bring taxidermy to animals everywhere I go. Everywhere. I fill my (laughs) fucking car with taxidermy to animals. It's how I ride in the carpool lane. I get pulled over. The fucking car's got like a fucking stuffed zebra. There's a bison in your back seats. (laughs) I've got the fucking moonroof down and a fucking giraffe sticking out of the thing. Oh, that's awesome. That would be great. Actually, that would be fucking spectacular just to drive around with a fucking taxidermy giraffe. (laughs) Head whipping in the wind. It breaks off. It's so funny. This guy said a couple of stupid things. Um, and you know, he said a couple of stupid things before, basically, like fucking that blacks didn't get like the blacks were happy or whatever. Every black I met was happy back in the day, like before the, you know, during the fucking olden times when there was fucking segregation, they were all like whistling Dixie, you know, whatever. And then he says, uh, he says here, he says that they should be, you know, basically you should marry young because they won't fucking pick your birds is what he says. And I guess like pill pull the feathers out of your birds if you don't get to them young enough. I don't and I'm do, think don't I'm thinking look, if you want an indentured servant, just fucking, you know, just, you know, well, first you probably have to go to a different country, but you could certainly get somebody who's like practically a slave for you to pick the fucking feathers out of you. And you're, you're fucking rich enough. You could hire some disgruntled dude to do it for you. This guy makes enough money. He could hire a fully gruntled person <laughs> to pick the fucking fully feathers gruntled. out of some birds. It doesn't, you know, he says in here, uh, you got to marry these girls and they're about 15 or 16. They'll pick your ducks. You need to check with mom and dad about that, of course. Yeah, you, no, yeah. You gotta get, so, she's got to get She's got to get a permission slip. Right. When, when you have to check with mom and dad because you're marrying their fucking child who's still a child, maybe you ought to revisit your standards a little bit. Yeah, there bit. was a reason why back in the day they used to ask the dad for the permission to marry. That's because they were really young. Right. Now, when they're autonomous adults, you don't have to ask the permission of the fucking elder of the clan. (laughs) You got to present yourself to the council. (laughs) Give me a break. In supplication, like, and and lo, but I would like to marry the daughter of the fucking (laughs) what? No, it's 2013. (laughs) You're like, hey, you want to get married? Sure, let's get married. Then you go to Vegas and you get married. That's how it's done. Yeah, you just get married. It's ridiculous. This idea. And a 15, can you imagine the idea of being like, oh, well, I'm 15, so 
you know, I definitely liked picking the feathers out of ducks. You know what? I like that guy so much, I'll pick the feathers out of all his ducks for the rest of my life. Huh? And, I mean, really, that's like, isn't that just saying, if you marry her young enough, she'll settle? Mm-hmm. Well, she yeah, won't I mean, know like, any better, right? Yeah, like, that's, we'll I mean, that's what you're saying. Experience. You're like, she'll just yeah. settle for fucking yeah. being a bird cleaning device <laughs> great if yeah. that's what you want to marry dude fucking marry your goddamn duck call well that's i mean but that is that's that's the whole game you know you marry people off so young that they never get an opportunity to explore the world around them they never get an opportunity to have experiences to form their own opinions every piece of their personhood now is viewed through the lens of this relationship with somebody who's older and, you know, because because he's not saying like the boys should be 15 or 16. And even, no, he, no. you know, even he was dating his wife. She was 14. He was 18. So the idea is that, that you know, the, the male is older and the female is younger. And that way she becomes, you know, a, a piece of owner. I mean, she's chattel at that point. She's owned. And because she won't have any world experience outside of what he allows, he gets to shape the entirety of her worldview. I mean, that's that's how you that's how you own people. That's how that works. It's a brainwashing shit. Like, and it's fucking awful. It's fucking awful. And why do we care about what this guy says? Because he's got a platform to say it. And he's, and he's clearly talking about religion. I mean, he's right. clearly bringing religion into the conversation. He's not just saying, I'm a crazy fucking dude with camo and a big-ass beard, and I think I should marry a 15-year-old. No, he's saying he's fucking waving his Bible the whole time and talking about it. So he's clearly talking right. to a group of people that are receptive to the Bible. Of course. Yeah, where else is it going to come from? Like, you're not going to fucking pick up Bertrand Russell and get this. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to take a break, and maybe I'll be less surly when we get back, but I don't think so. (laughs) I really don't think so. And we'll give you a bunch of information. We'll return in just a moment. Want to get in touch with the show? Send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Like the podcast page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash dissonance pod or just type Cognitive Dissonance into the Facebook search bar. Want your voice featured on our show? Leave a short message on our Google Voice at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Visit DissonancePod.com to see the news stories featured in the show, buy apps and merchandise, or just leave a comment. And to everyone who helps spread the word about the show by sharing it, tweeting it, and rating it on iTunes, glory hole. You fucking rock. So this story comes from Pittsburgh.CBS local. Rabbi sued after baby injured during circumcision. Uh, Injured is not the word I would use. (laughs) Injured, Cecil, is, oh, fuck, I stubbed my toe. Injured is, oh, I fucking threw my back out. Injured, Cecil, is I broke my arm. Right. Injured is not... A fucking religious dude cut off my penis. That is, that's a different level. That's not injured. That's maimed. It's mutilated. I would say maimed would be a good. That'd be a good at like word to use. That's a good verb in that situation. So the the rabbi didn't like nick it a little bit. Like while well, he fucking severed it. Oh, like cut off. 
removed his little cigar <laughs> cutter out and he just <laughs> clipped the little thing off. Snick. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's not a fucking uh, sea sponge. It's not going to grow a new one. How does how does that go over when you're with the parents? Where you're just like like he's sitting there because it's not like he takes the baby into a back room, right? Do they do it like in front of everybody or whatever? It's like a fucking they're probably in the same room or close to him, and he's like clip, and then you just hear him go, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you right. know, like I mean, you know that moment where you're just like, "Is it supposed to be bleeding out? Should you have that much in your hand right now? Should you have like?" A full inch of that in your hand? Should you be? Should the head be attached to it? Should you? Should it be bleeding like that? Should it be just pouring blood out, like shooting like a goddamn fire hose? Oh. Blood out of it. You know the part of the article that makes me fucking really cross my legs. It says your average pediatric urologist probably spends twenty percent of his or her time repairing children who've been circumcised. Twenty percent of their time. Yeah. Can you imagine if it if if I mean if you just think about that on a Monday through Friday work week, if, if like every Wednesday, all day Wednesday, like ugh, it's fucking Wednesday, I got to go to work and repair fucking damaged dicks all day. And spaghetti nights. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, okay, Tom. Here's the thing though. Like, if twenty percent of them are botched, I know. I, I well, twenty percent of the total. Aren't botched. Just twenty percent of the cases that the urologist would see. I know that's a lot. It's like a okay, well, sure, twenty percent of your twenty percent of her time repair, but that's a lot, man. Oh, that means so that there's a lot of them that are botched. Well, even if it's just like one percent or something, it's still too many that are getting botched because you don't have to cut your dick for Jesus. Yeah. It's just not a thing you need to do. Yeah, you don't need to cut anybody who's telling you to cut your dick is lying to you, right? Like, there's no. There's no one who's like, I mean, unless like that person is a doctor and unless your dick is gangrene, right? Like there is no reason for you to be like, sure, you should really cut off a piece of your dick for, uh, you know, it's a ritual blood sacrifice. Fucking what the fuck are you saying? Why are you making your face make that sound? And, you know, they reattach this baby's penis, right? So that's a plus. But then they go on to say, but sometimes the nerves don't grow back. Oh, that's nice. So that's kind of a downer. Like, hey, I got a cock, but I uh, can't feel anything on it. So thanks, mom and dad, for hiring fucking Joe's discount rabbi services. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, listen to this conversation, though. I'll tell you, I would have a hard time cutting off my dick if a zombie bit it. Right. I'd be like, I'd be like, huh. So I'm going to turn into a mindless, raving, fucking flesh-eating beast in about 15 seconds, or I cut off my dick. Flesh beast it is. All I can think of is that that scene from The Simpsons where... Like Homer's like pig keeps like it gets away. Have you ever seen that one? The pig roast one. He's like walking around. He's like, it's still good. It's still good. Yeah. You know, like, like <laughs> no matter what happens, you're just like, it's still good. It's still yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, a little I, dirty. It's just a little yeah. airborne. It's like fucking whatever. I fell, in the, I fell in the wood chipper. It's still good. Yeah, it's still good. Give it back. I That's still mine. Like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I'm like, going to figure out something to do with it. <laughs> I'll make a coaster out of that fucker. It's mine. <laughs> I'm going to knit that into a sweater if I have to. I don't. <laughs> I'll write a tea cozy. Who am I kidding? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> It's a coaster. A sweater for a very small person. It's a Barbie sweater. Like a Lego sweater. man or something. <laughs> marriage is so fundamental to who we are as a society. Without marriage, 
we will not exist. Uh, if you ultimately promoted same-sex marriage and everyone started to go towards same-sex marriage, what would happen to society? It would just simply cease to exist. Moreover, you'd have rampant increase in diseases. Already you have rampant increase in diseases among same-sex activities, specifically men having sex with men. Same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships is destructive to individuals and it's destructive to our very social fabric. So this next bastion of reason comes from Right Wing Watch. Staver fears everyone will go gay under marriage equality. Liberty Council head Matt Staver, Matt with one T for no reason, is warning that with full marriage equality, everyone may decide to marry someone of the same sex and society could cease to exist altogether. Uh, so that seems super likely. Yes. <laughs> pretty much what has happened nowhere at all. It, people don't become gay because they can get married, first of all. Like, that's like yeah. the craziest thing. Like, oh, man. So I can enter into a committed relationship with another party? Oh, man. I totally want different genitals now. Yeah. <laughs> and if that was the case, wouldn't it just have already worked? in the direction of heterosexuality and there just wouldn't be any gays at all right there wouldn't be any gays at all yeah it's baffling like the gay people like and with like how does that like you fly over the border and you're like and the captain comes on it's like we are now entering illinois and you're like oh finally i can suck a dick yeah you know (laughs) man because before i could i didn't even want to before i you know, because that was illegal in Indiana. But now that I've crossed the border, <laughs> hey. I, I think it's it's funny, too. He says, same-sex marriage, same-sex relationship is destructive to individuals, and it's destructive to our very social fabric. And I kept wondering myself, I'm like, how can it be destructive to the social fabric? You know, I don't even know why you're so worried about it. Gays are awesome at picking out fabric. <laughs> like, they're the best at it. Why are you so worried about it? He's worried about it because he is so gay. This guy yeah. is so, <laughs> That's why he's worried about it. Yeah. He's worried because if if all of a sudden there's no barrier to his behavior, then he'll have to finally admit that he has feelings that he is terribly uncomfortable with. I mean, I, yeah. I'm guessing, of course. Yeah, but maybe, come on. Maybe. Come on. They'll, they'll protest too much. You know, I, I, I also see this. This is a fucking same old goddamn tired argument where they're like, well, gay rights is encouraging pedophilia and the media promotes bestiality by making sex with animals seem like a funny thing. That That's how this whole homosexuality, homosexuality began to happen on TV. Basically, they made it funny. And that's true because there's a lot of shows about bestiality. There's So you think you can fuck a jaguar. That's one of them. <laughs> NCIS is actually NCIS. The initials are nice cat. Is that single? Um, There's America's got talents. That's another one. And then there's the big bang theory. Of course, the big bang theory is another bestiality. But bestiality, what fucking bestiality show? Mr. Ed, what are we talking about? What show is beast? Like fucking this guy doesn't realize he's running fucking you porn into his TV. That's, That's the thing is he thinks he's watching America's funniest home videos. You yeah. know, and it's like, wait a minute. These videos aren't funny. Yeah. You <laughs> can take that whole donkey. That's amazing. Where's Bob Saget? He's not introducing yeah. this next He's clip. He's supposed to be saying goofy things. <laughs> Bob Saget should totally appear between 
like between segments on porn channels. That would be fucking spectacular. You, have you ever heard that guy stand up? It's filthy. He's so filthy. It's He's so like awesome. ultra filthy. It's awesome. I love that disconnect where he plays like the most yeah. wholesome dad ever on like Full House, then like super yeah. schmaltzy guy in America's Funniest Home Video. And then like he does his fucking stand up and it's like smegma filled filth. It's oh awesome. gosh, he's a, his aristocrats. I think he was in the aristocrats, if I recall correctly. He did a good aristocrats joke. Yeah, this is that. But I just want to I just want to quash the fucking bestiality argument and the pedophilia argument. It's like those aren't fucking consenting adults, stupid. Nobody's fucking saying that it's OK to have sex with a child because having sex with a child is wrong because they can't consent to it. Do you not understand the fucking concept of consent? It's been fucking beaten into the goddamn ground at this point. Bestiality. It's like fucking, I could look at my cat and be like, hey, you want to fuck? And it'll fucking still be looking at its food. You know, the cat's like, I don't speak English. Are you It'd made like, of catnip? Yeah, yeah I fucking, I don't understand. It doesn't understand a word I'm saying. Right. So it'd be like, want to fuck? It'd be like, huh? Well, I mean, if by fuck you mean you want to pet me, then yes, I would like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't even understand no, where these people get this from, why this – and the only reason they're doing it is because they want to say that homosexual activity is a deviant sexual act, an act that is reprehensible, an act that should be punishable, and those two things are punishable. So they're like, oh, well, then it's got to be this other thing. It's like, well, you don't understand what consent is then. Yeah, well, they don't understand what consent is. They don't even under they don't even draw a boundary between human and non-human. Like they don't even make right. a distinction about like like what different kinds of beings can reasonably do, right? Like we like children can't enter into contracts. That's ridiculous. Why would we why would we let a child enter into a contract? It's like that's a silly fucking thing to allow, but somehow like there's like fucking a donkey can be like, yeah, it's let's do this. We're in Tijuana. Sure. I mean, hey, hey. Like it's yeah, it's stupid. totally true. It's like it's like they expect they'll be like, if they think that that's a thing, then they would be like they shouldn't turn away a seven year old because he saved enough money to buy a brand new charger. Right. You yeah. And be like, he, oh, well, he he's got a brand new Dodge Charger. Fucking drive he bought away, it son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, or or you know, like offer children fucking loans at usurious rates you know like <laughs> why not i mean fuck it it's actually a good business plan they will they don't understand the concept of money they're sure. the perfect target audience and then he says in the same thing he's like and this still this fucking makes me nuts too he says uh the president will meet with people such as the iranian delegation and other terrorists from around the country uh iranian that's not from around the country anyway but not with someone who believes that marriage is the union of a man and a woman and that homosexuality should not be actively promoted in the school system. You cannot actively promote homosexuality. It can't be done. You cannot convince somebody to be gay. You, I, I fucking, I, like, that is, that argument makes me crazy. It's like they hear a cheerleader say, G-A-Y, be gay. And everybody's just like, oh, man, fucking, I am so gay. I, I, felt, I feel fabulous. It's amazing. And you just want to turn to them and say, like, okay, well, if that's possible, describe to me what kind of argument would have to be made to you in order for you to change your sexual orientation. Oh, well, nobody could possibly make an argument that would turn me gay. Oh, because that's just not how it works. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
So this last story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Jim Garrow, 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 reveals Obama's secret plan to use aliens and Canadians to plot against America. Uh, we're worried about Canada now. We're fucking worried about Canadians. We are. We're worried about Canadians. Like our they're friendly nice. neighbor to the north, like the most polite society. They're they're too nice. Pot. Like, what are they going to fucking throw walleye and maple syrup at us? Like, yeah. how are they going to take over? <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna, I don't know. I, I mean, is he saying, like, Canadians will come down without a passport and they'll be illegal aliens? Is that what he's saying? Like, he's talking about actual fucking aliens. Actual aliens. Um, this, and from the article, this must be Obama's plan B, as Garrow previously claimed that Obama almost launched a devastating nuclear attack on the U.S. with the goal of killing 90% of Americans in order to help George Soros make money. What the motherfuck is wrong with this guy? You kill nine, you launch nuclear What You could, money would cease to be a thing. Yeah, 90%? Shit. Like, if the government launched missiles at its own citizenry and killed nine out of ten people, money wouldn't be a thing. Like, you would never have to, money would cease to be a real at that point. Like the yeah, only, money's only just an agreement, it, right? Like, that's what money right. is. Money is not a thing of worth. It's an agreement between parties that this is of worth. And suddenly, if there's 90% of them are gone, it's like, you know what's really worthwhile is beans. I know, Cans right? of beans. <laughs> you know, it when if Obama turns America into the fucking road, yeah. like, all of a sudden, like, I read that. Like, nobody's like, uh, fucking give me 20 bucks. Instead, they're like, I ate a baby. Yeah, like you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, or they're just like you know, like like what I would really like to trade this can of beans for is that box of shotgun shells. Exactly. Although I am always amused, Cecil. As an aside, whenever there's like American post-apocalyptic stuff and ammo is somehow in short supply, I know there's so like, much fucking ammo in this country. It's like, wait a minute, there's less people to use it. Like there's yeah. so much ammunition in America, and there's less people that need it now. There would be like that would be the one thing that would never run out in an American yeah. post apocalypse. <laughs> you could you could build a ladder to the moon with this <laughs> we have. But I I you know there's so much going on in this. One of them where he's talking about he's basically saying that Obama's going to claim that he has contact with aliens. Now it's a claim though cuz it's not it's not real. It's like a fake. It's like a moon landing type thing. And it's going to be the greatest deception mankind has ever faced. And he goes on in these in these talks. And if you could listen to these, each one of these is him talking. Although I wouldn't recommend listening to him, not just because he's stupid and this is dumb, but specifically there's like a high-pitched whine that's happening. I mean, it's really unpleasant to listen to. Um, maybe that's just Obama's chip in my head is trying to shut it off. I don't know if that's the case or not, but specifically each one of these sounds like it was recorded like in a fucking saltines box across the room. <laughs> it's awful. But specifically what he says is he's like, he says something to the effect of, this is a big hoax and they're trying to get this into the common culture now that alien life can be a possibility. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? Is your universe that small where you really think, yep, we're it. 
Yes. Like, is your universe that small? Because, like, I mean, it, to not at least to even have the possibility that there's extraterrestrial life is the stupid. I mean, you got to be dumb. You got to be. I mean, to at least have the possibility. I'm not saying that it exists. I'm just saying, like, to have the possibility in a universe as big as ours to be like, oh well, no, there's no way that we're it. That's it. That's we're the only fucking life in the entire universe. And to, and you know, to to fake something like that is on par with the, I mean, it's even worse than on par with the moon landing because the moon landing, at least you knew what you were getting into. What do you get? Who, who's your fucking speechwriter for the aliens? Yeah, and, and nobody's going to ask for an evidence. Like Obama's supposed to pull this off and be like, and I fucking met with some aliens and people are going to be like, okay, great. When, where, what do they look like? Where are where they? Where are they? All I have I, is this blurry photo. Yeah, right? Like, all I, it's right here behind the Sasquatch to the left yeah. of the abominable snowman. Like, there, Yeah, there, there's an orb covering it because there's a lot of dust in the room. You see, I was on the island of Misfit Toys when, yeah. like, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's not how the, nobody would, like, the only fucking credulous dipshits who could believe a story so outlandish are you. That's the thing that cracks me up. It's like, it's, you know, it's like these people who fucking read the weekly world news and they're like, oh, Bat Boy strikes again. <laughs> huh. Yeah. And, didn't the police put out an APB for him last Man, time? That motherfucker gets around. Fucking Bat It's like he's got wings or something. Look at that fucking guy. Well, I guess with teeth like that, you know. And fucking, giant cheeks. What the fuck? You read this thing and then he's like. Just and then he gets he confuses himself at the end of it. His fucking nonsense theory gets so complicated he can't even control it anymore. It's like a guy who bought a dog that's bigger than he is and out of control. Like you know what I mean? It's like it's like all of a sudden it's it's like getting grandma like your fucking one legged wheelchair bound blind grandma with like a hook hand. It's like getting her like. A, <laughs> What what did grandma do previously in her life? She must have literally either led an amazing life or a very depressing one. She was a pirate. It's like getting her her like seven pit bull puppies. You know what I mean? Like it's just so out of control. You have no hope of reining it in. He says at the end of it, as for the Americans who rise up against Obama and aren't deceived by his alien plot, Rush predicted that patriotic civilians and soldiers will fight Obama's Chinese United Nations Army. Okay, so Obama tells us there's aliens. We don't believe it. Somehow the Chinese seize control of the United Nations Army. The United Nations doesn't even have an army. Whatever. Giro, now. Giro even said that Obama will send in troops from Canada... To bring down the insurgency. So Obama, this is the plot for Red Dawn, isn't it? Obama now controls Canadian military sure. troops. Yeah. Um, it's a puppet. And he can do this, by the way, because the Canadians, they can shoot uh, American civilians because they've never sworn allegiance to the Constitution. What? I'm fucking... Now we're bringing in a new element, a group of people who could be armed and could be in a position to shoot American civilians who have never sworn allegiance to the Constitution. But aren't you doing that when you rise up against... Oh, because you're not rising up against Obama. It's not like he's the only one out there, right? It's not like Obama is the one with a gun and is like forcing everybody to believe in this alien plot or to fight him with guns, right? Like it's it's a it's a whole group of people. If if this is your weird fucking 
crazy fantasy, then Obama controls an army that happens to be made of Americans. So what, because they're made of Americans, you're like, well, I swore an allegiance to the Constitution. I will not shoot someone else in my country. And like like the Canadians are evil because they didn't swear an allegiance to a foreign constitution. Nobody swore an allegiance to the constitution. That's does the, I pledge allegiance to the constitution. Like, do you really? I mean, does he really think that anyone has done this? First of all, but beyond that, like sure. that foreign countries that country that they swear allegiance to the American constitution, or that because they didn't, they all are a threat. Like all nations. Like all nations across the entirety of the country are always a threat until they swear an allegiance to our constitution. Who would fucking do that? What kind well, of glarble flarb is this? <laughs> you know, the other part of this that is just, I mean, there's so much crazy going on. One of the parts that's just him talking about this, the reason why he knows all this stuff is that there was a fucking CIA operative that told him this stuff years ago. And that CIA operative has been found dead murdered by Obama in Hong Kong. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, what's his name? Operative. You know I mean, he's fucking dead, so who cares, right? Like, I mean, he's already dead. It's not like you're, you're protecting him. And you already said it's a CIA operative murdered in Hong Kong. So if the fucking government's listening, they know you know, right? So what's the big deal? What's his name then? Isn't this the same guy? Am I maybe getting the craziest mixed up? I read an article. I think this is the same guy who thought that Tom Clan that, that Obama killed Tom Clancy. The writer, like the spy fiction writer, because he was like too close to the truth. So Obama had yep. Tom Clancy killed. Is this yep. the same guy? Yep. Yeah. yeah, this guy. And the and the thing is that okay, so this he, guy's read way too many Tom Clancy novels. Right, no kidding. Like he's fucking got his fucking house wallpapered in Tom Clancy yeah. novels. <laughs> this yeah. guy, this guy's pages of Tom Clancy novels are stuck together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, he's hunting for Red October every night. <laughs> so again, we want to encourage you to vote for us in the Stitcher Awards. I know I said it earlier, but I'd like to say it again. Please vote for us in the Stitcher Awards. Go to episode 132, com. You can find the link to vote for us in the Stitcher Awards. Take a screenshot of that vote after you vote. Send it to us under Stitcher Awards as the title, the subject of the email, and uh, and take a screenshot, show, send the image, and you're in the drawing for a shirt. So that's exciting for the people who would wear a shirt places. And it's your choice, too. You don't have to get the dick shirt if you don't want You have to get it. Somebody has to. You don't have to get the glory hole shirt if you don't want it. How many of those have we sold? Shirt. Do you know? Is it just because we I don't sold know. the one like, to the dude in Australia? No, they, uh, there's a guy from, like, Finland or whatever who has one, too. That's awesome. I love that we're ruining the earth one shirt at a time. Speaking of which, he was in the Irreverent Skeptics Hangout. Uh, Google Plus has a hangout every week, and they do a little talk show with a bunch of people that go to this hangout. And last week, I just happened to be home, and I sent them an email and said, hey, can I come on your hangout? And they let me join for a little bit. So uh, the last Irreverent Skeptics Hangout, and you can find them at the Irreverent Skeptics Google Plus page, um, the last one I was on for like the last 20 minutes or so, we just chit chatted and had some fun and they were talking about morality and, uh, I didn't really have anything much to add except for dick jokes. So if you're interested, you can go check that out there. Well, but I mean, you, I did add the dick jokes, right? Oh yeah. No, I mean, okay, I, I no, added value. That's fine. Every time I visit anywhere, I add value and by value, I mean dick jokes. Dick jokes. Okay. Yeah. 
So we got a we we got a few more people sending in for the food drive. We want to remind you that we're we're on the hook here for three hundred bucks. All you got to do is donate to your local food drive, which you should be doing. You know, I mean, that's it helps those people locally. And this is a time of year where people are hungry. Um, you know, th- there's plenty of organizations that are helping people find shelter and things, and and you can give a chance to help people get some food in their stomachs. And this isn't just for the homeless. You know, lots of food shelters are for people like the working poor, people who just don't have enough to make ends meet between weeks. Um, this is a great great way to give locally to your community. So if you can give to your local food drive, send us an image of the receipt. You can black out all your stuff. All we want to do is see the amount and that you you paid somebody some money. We will then add it to the tally. Once we reach three thousand bucks, Tom and I are going to donate three hundred bucks to the local food depository, the Greater Chicago Food Depository. So if you want to make that happen, please donate to your local food drive. Any little bit helps with five bucks helps yeah absolutely don't hold back because you don't have you know a ton of money and you know one way that you can put some money together if you don't have room in your budget um and this is something i'm going to do starting next week um is you can I, I take the snap challenge live on 32 dollars for a week um, most of you probably live um on more than 32 dollars for your food budget in a week um so take your food budget um, take the Snap Challenge, live for a week on $32, see what it's like to rely on the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. Um, just It's an educational experience, if nothing else. I'll be doing it next week. Um, and donate the difference. Um, that way it doesn't affect your pocketbook. If you normally spend $60 in a week on food, uh, you're spending $32, donate the $28. There you go. It doesn't, um, no, no harm comes from it. You're not out anything. It doesn't. Uh, it, you don't have to budget specially for it, um, and I think it's a, a worthwhile experience. And uh, I, you know, like Cecil says, every dollar amount does help. So if it's five dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars, um, that's going to feed somebody. Some human being is going to walk into a place and get a food because yeah. of that. Um, there's very few things you'll do that are more worthwhile than that. Yeah, and our donate button is down right now, so you can't even donate to the show. So right. even if you were thinking about donating to the show, you can't donate to the show right now. Uh, the only thing that's up right now is the is the link to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. So um, if, if you want to donate uh, to us, instead, donate that money to somebody else. Donate it to somebody who needs it, somebody who needs some food in their stomach. So please take some time. If you have some extra cash, donate to a local food depository, your local one. And as I do the snap challenge, by the way, I'm going to post it on Facebook, like the grocery bill and the, you know, the stuff that I eat as we go. So you can see kind of, you know, what $32 actually buys in groceries. I hope it's a lot, Cecil. Vol- like voluminous amounts of food. Almost certainly not. I'm going to eat balloons. You know, lose a lot of weight, my friend. I'm going to eat actual <laughs> balloons. Lose a lot of weight. So we got an email from Greg, Tom. Why don't you read? He has a bunch of suggestions that I think are just really worthwhile. So why don't you read these? Hey, guys, really love the podcast. But after listening for a while, some things occur to me that could really improve the show. First, cut down the swearing. Might seem big and clever in middle school, but two grown men shouldn't need to use foul language so much. And it just sounds as though you are trying too hard Two, cut down the laughing. The listeners are not idiots. If something is funny, they can work it out for themselves. They don't need a laugh track to let them know three you need more hosts two people does it really work and often comes across as a couple of friends having a conversation 
This is true. Four, or even better, five hosts. Five hosts. Would allow you to better split the load of who brings up what subject and not have the podcast dominated by just a couple of voices. Great idea. Wow. Four. We think of that, Tom. Gosh, it should be something like this. You should broaden the subject area. <laughs> Too often like what? talk about just crazy things lunatics have said. Right. The podcast would probably attract more people if you were to talk more about items of a general skeptical or scientific interest. <laughs> it's true. He's got a point. Five. You need to have some sort of introduction. It's so true. At the moment, you pretty much dive straight in. We do. A good do. idea would be to have some sort of regular feature. Right. Perhaps a famous person who was born or died on that day and talk a little bit about them. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Maybe yeah. we could get Bob Novella to do but that. We should ask and see. He might be busy doing that. Yeah. Though. The ending <laughs> The ending is too abrupt. This can leave the it's listener true. feeling a little lost and frustrated. Frustrated. My wife sympathizes. <laughs> like sexually frustrated? <laughs> A, it's your hope now. A better way would be to have some segment that always ends the show. Right. A suggestion Not here. like a skeptic's creed or anything. No, no. we wouldn't want something like that. A suggestion here would be a quote about science or skepticism. Very true. Seven. I think you could benefit more from other regular segments, but this email is already beginning to look a little critical, so I won't go into more <laughs> details. <laughs> This is great. Thank you so much for sending it. It made me laugh out loud when I read it. This was, I was very like, funny. Because it, it's so funny because it, it it perfectly describes Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And at first, I thought, when I first read it, I was like, the first three, uh, first two, actually, because it's like, cut down on the swearing and the laughing. And I was like, really? Are we really getting another one I know. I was emails? mad. I was like, this shit and then, again. And then when it came to the, the host, I was like, ah, you got me, Greg. Good for you. That's funny. That's funny stuff. We got an interesting email from Trevor, and Trevor just basically was talking about how he talks to his kids about gods, and he talks about all religions. He talks about how uh, Thor is uh, Thor's day is Thursday, and how Wednesday is actually Woden's day or Odin's day, and how cool Hercules is, and he talks about Saturn and different things. And he specifically goes out of his way to talk about the Christian God and the biblical God, and he talks about them in the same sort of irreverence that he talks about Thor and he talks about Odin and specifically, you know, this is how he teaches his child to learn about and not, I guess not just child, but children to learn about different gods. And I think it's a great way to go about it. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest enemy to faith is probably comparative religion classes. You know, I mean, once you find out that all these different people have all these competing ideas and none of them seem to have a better claim to truth than the other group. Yeah, um, it it strikes me as really difficult um, to just pick one at that point. Just be like, oh, I'll just choose this one. I mean, how would it not seem weird and random? Um, and it's honest, you know. Yeah. And it's a really honest way to have these discussions. So thank you very much for your email. We appreciated it. Got an email from uh, from Jeff, and Jeff said that uh, that. There might be some resources from atheists uh, out there. One of them is, uh, he says, the good folks over at Recovering from Religion website have created a a service called the Secular Therapist. It's a great place to find mental health professional who won't try to cure you with Jesus, and it's called seculartherapy.org. That's one word. I'm going to put it on this week's show notes, episode 132. So if you go, check it out, uh, and uh, if you're interested in some therapy, 
you can get secular therapy. We got an email from I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for it, Tom. Do it, do it. I'm just Take gonna go the fucking for it. plunge. We got an email from Olafur Simison <laughs> Sigurisan. You fucking nailed Whatever. it. That is it. That's exactly Killed I did the it. fucking too. Like that's it, fucking how you, you say your name, bro. Committed. That's the thing. So Olafur, Olafur, Olafur. I don't know, whatever your name is, he sent an email to us, and he said that basically Icelanders don't believe in elves. And we're like, totally cool. That's awesome. We didn't realize they didn't believe in elves. Thanks for the correction. Yeah. Um, they still believe in hobbits, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> totally. They believe in Mordor, because it's right all there. All I know is there's one ring to rule them all. That's all. Uh, I got I got it to a back and forth a little bit with a guy by the name of David, and David was talking about uh, Phil Robertson. And we went back and forth about what Phil Robertson said and whether or not it was damaging. And uh, one of the things that he said back to me is uh, I said to him that um, saying that gays will go to hell gives people the right to treat them poorly and to give them a second class citizen status. Basically passing judgment on people and calling them sinners is hurting people. And uh, he said he didn't really follow my reasoning, Tom. Yeah, I'm not sure what's not to follow. So when in here, here's the thing. When you have people standing at a at a bully pulpit, whether it's uh, the pulpit of the media, whether it's the actual pulpit of a church, and they espouse a, a view that marginalizes a group of people for um, something that's entirely out of that group's control, whether it's race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, uh, whatever, um, you are you are giving the audience of the, the person who has the bully pulpit, you're giving the audience um, license in a lot of ways to you're discriminate. You're encouraging them. Yeah. You're, you're saying, hey, everybody, let's, you know, let's point at the other and identify them as other and marginalize the other. Uh, that's a bad thing. I don't see, I don't know how you can yeah. do that and not see that as a bad thing. I think I think too, you know, you're also emboldening the people that hear that. So we we had this conversation you and I talked about the the weird racist person who just like fixes your dryer and is like, "Hey, racist too?" <laughs> like looking for you to be racist. And we we've we've both had that experience you and I, Tom, and and it's and the thing is is if he runs when he runs into the racist guy, they have racist things to talk about. Right. And if they if the racist people start paying attention to other racist people and then they're mean to someone who happens to be of the race that they're racist towards the people and there's a group of them the people that are that are not being racist may not want to step out and say something they will be pushed back they'll be held back because they won't be like well I'm outnumbered and I'm not going to you know I'm certainly not going to jump in the way I'm not that race so I'm not going to jump in the way it's important for people who are not gay to be gay allies because there's no way the gays can do it on their own because there's they're only like 10% of the population. They would never have, if they didn't have allies, they would never have a voting block and they'd never have people on their side because everybody would either just be indifferent or mean. And I think you've gotta be able to stand up and say, look, I'm not gonna take you saying that stuff. You're encouraging people to be mean. You're encouraging people to hurt other people and to say mean shit and to just discriminate against a group. Yep. And that's wrong. It's a bad thing. It's a not a moral good. And we should be able to say that about them. We got an email from uh, from Rachel, 
Tom, about naturopaths. Uh, we did. She made an interesting point. Um, she said, you mentioned on the latest podcast that you didn't understand why naturopaths of all stripes seemed content to agree with each other, even when their different disciplines seemed to be at odds. It reminded me of something else. I wish I could remember where I heard this. It could have been on an episode of Penn and Teller's Bullshit, or it could have been something Steve Novella said. But the idea was that people who believed in aliens would accept all the different sorts of aliens the human mind could conceive. So people who believe in little green men will believe in reptoids and tall green men and etc. All because if one group begins to question another group, then they have to bear scrutiny on why their beliefs are more correct than someone else's. If they have any enemy at all, it's big government who's covering the evidence up. And this is a common enemy that they can all share without it infringing on their beliefs. I think it's fairly similar when it comes to alt-med. For the most part, none of them are going to have a good reason why their method of healing is better than another alternative method of healing. And thus, it's best not to get into arguments with each other about it and instead to live and let live. They would rather have the common enemy of big medicine, although I guess that's changing since now they want to be able to run tests and hand out scripts. I think she nailed it. I think she's right on. So we are part of a group now called uh, Secular Broadcasting. You can go to secular.fm and uh, and listen to us. We are part of the Secular Broadcasting Network. So if you're interested in hearing other podcasts that are part of that network, you can go to secular.fm and listen to the live stream. There's old shows of us on there, uh, and you can listen to us. This is a 24-7 broadcasting of secular programming that's coming out of secular.fm. So you can go there and listen. And, uh, and we're part of it. And you may, if you go there and listen to our show and you stick around for the next show, you may like the next show too. So if you got a chance, you know, favorite it, go there and check it out. Um, it's in beta right now. It's not 100%. It's so if you find problems, there's a, there's specifically an email address to send issues to, uh, they're working on a couple of things right now. As we speak, I, I sent a, a feedback message to them today to fix a few things, but, uh, but it's really coming together. Um, there, this is the same group that's putting together the Secularite uh, iPad magazine as well as the Secularite website. So check those things out. They're great resources, and there's a ton of a ton of secular people that have come together to put this stuff together. So give it a, give it a shot, give it a listen, and uh, and and go take a look at it because you're supporting the secular community when you go over there. I think Secular FM is a great. Um radio station to put on while you're sitting at work and hoping to be fired. So if you're somebody who wants yeah. to collect <laughs> unemployment. <laughs> right, right. No, it's it's very cool. Go check it out. Next week, it's our hope we're going to have Tanner Campbell on from uh, from the No God cast to talk about the Secular Broadcasting Network and other things, uh, his his podcast as well. Uh, we we just missed each other tonight. I, uh, there's some some uh, there was a problem I think with time zones this tonight, so we we missed each other. But we're hopefully going to have him on next week, um, if not in the very near future. Uh, but until next time, we're going to leave you as always with the Skeptics' Creed: Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy healing, water downward spiral, brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment.
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques, and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>